You're listening to the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the greatest fantasy football podcast show on earth. I'm Andy Yakabarski, your co-host and the reigning and defending Steel City champion. And I'm Jimmy Yakabarski, uh, the most feared and hated uh, GM out there in fantasy football. I'm also Steel City Fantasy Football Commissioner. Like Andy said, welcome to the greatest show on turf. And we bring you over three decades of experience and the skills to help you dominate your league. It's November 1st, 2022, and welcome to Week 9. Only five games left to go in the fantasy season. Today was the trade deadline for the NFL, 4 o'clock today, but we'll get to that later in the show. But first, Jim, I'd like to talk about how my team just completely dominated in Week 8. Amazing. Okay, what? 360 points, high-scoring team in the league this week yeah we can just talk about awesome yeah we could just great it's like a repeat we could stick to uh how your squad did um i would rather not talk about my monday night (laughs) which i should have had the w but uh joe burrow 10 points yeah i mean it just Uh, should show you that jamar chase He's really the big piece in there. Once he's out of there, they just double-cover T. Higgins, and, yeah, those guys aren't doing a whole lot, Burrow, Higgins, and company. But but today's headlines is brought to you by Pittsburgh Socialites. If you want a hands-free, beautifully decorated lit-up home for the holidays, slots are filling up fast. You can reach them at pghsocialites.com where you can request a quote. And Pittsburgh Socialites is a 100% insured, extremely professional luxury lighting company based right here in Pittsburgh. Light beautifully. And, Jimmy, the first thing I want to point out to you is the top three fantasy players for Week 8. You ready for this? I got a lot of lists today. Suspenseful list. Go. Okay, number three, DeAndre Hopkins, 48 points. Number two, Christian McCaffrey, 52 points. And number one, the top fantasy player for Week 8 is none other than A.J. Brown, 54 points, 6 catches for 156 yards, and 3 touchdowns as he torched the Pittsburgh I think he had that. Secondary. I think he had that by, by halftime. And what do you do? You just take the, second, the rest of the game off? Pretty much. I'm pretty awesome. sure he had the 3 TDs by halftime. Yeah, they pretty much only needed to put on, what, 2 drives, and they would have had that game locked up anyway, so cool. Awesome. So, Jimmy, we talked on last week's show about how Christian McCaffrey was traded to the 49ers. The Panthers received a second, third, and fourth round pick in next year's 2023 draft and also a fifth round pick in 2024. Well, the 49ers are already getting paid off big dividends with McCaffrey, who had a huge day in Week 8, three touchdowns, a rushing, receiving, and even a passing touchdown as he threw a 34-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk which had a pretty, pretty nice touch on it. He racked up 52 fantasy points, and McCaffrey becomes only the 11th player in the NFL history to pull off the trifecta of a rushing, passing, and receiving touchdown in a single game. So Christian McCaffrey wow. is second string behind Garoppolo, and then Trey Lance is third? I mean, that's the way I would put it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but... uh yeah, he said his brothers were quarterbacks growing up and that uh, you know, he liked to play in that position. So pretty, pretty awesome uh, thing there, McCaffrey. I called that. I talk about that later in the show, too. It's kind of like a big theme about how much of a genius I am on this show this week, how that McCaffrey call was the right one. Um, 
So the 49ers, they stomped the Rams 31-14, a critical divisional rivalry game. In Week 9, the 49ers are on bye, while the Rams will travel to Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So as we said at the start of the show, Jimmy, NFL trade deadline was today at 4 p.m. Our league's trade deadline is November 16th. So make sure all you GMs out there check out your own league's trade deadlines and act accordingly. So, Jimmy, a lot of action on this uh, trade deadline. Um, a lot of action, especially for the Chicago Bears. So we're going to do a rundown here of all these juicy trades that uh, transpired in the wee hours of the uh, deadline. Robert Quinn gets traded from the Bears to the Eagles, who will be making his debut this Sunday. Uh, also leaving Chicago, Roquan Smith finally gets his wish as he leaves the Bears and lands in Baltimore. The Ravens give up a second round and fifth round draft picks in the 2023 draft. Also on the Bears front, Pittsburgh's own Chase Claypool is traded to the Bears for a 2023 second round pick. Second round. Second round. Nice. 20, 2023? Yeah, next year. Next year pick. So, uh, yeah, the Claypool move, uh, trade for second round pick, um, that's uh, basically saying that he's produced at a high level uh, for quite a, quite some time now. Um, he hasn't really done much the past few years, Andy. To well, get a second round pick, I think it's a steal. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like impartial to it. It's kind of like uh, we're not really using or doing it with them, or a lot of our skill players on our team. So why have them all hang around here? Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Chase Claypool. Yeah, might as well just trade some away and just get rid of them. We're not using them. So parked in the garage with the tarp on. Give them away. Sell them. Well, there's always been uh, some yeah. some uh, maturity flags around well, that's very Ch- true. Chase Claypool. So, you know, you're trying to weed that out. It's true. Once uh, they becomes kind of toxic in the locker room, this post-game locker room interviews, and he starts blaming – I mean, he's, he's pretty much blaming Matt Canada. It's kind of right on point, though. But, uh, yeah, he's kind of bitter. So, well, good luck to Chase and uh, – the, the Bears. I have Chase Claypool on my team. He's been on my bench so far this year. Yeah, I have good uh, place for him. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So dropped a lot of balls this season. Yeah. Stone hands yeah. caused Pickett to get an interception, and yeah, you know, in the game against the uh, against the Jets. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you just can't have it happen. I know it does seem like he kind of seems like a lazy receiver. Like he has this huge body frame. And he doesn't right. really do a whole. He gets lot lazy with getting up to the high point and kind of like taking balls away from defenders yeah, like he could with his uh, massive frame. So, so He just doesn't have a lot of motivation. Yeah. Um, with the maturity issues, when you're on a team that's two and six, don't expect the maturity to come out. Yeah, You know, he's going to want to be in a, a fair weather opportunity. Right. It's definitely not Chicago, but, you know. Yeah. They, we should see more of the same. It should be interesting. Uh, we'll follow that in the show. Maybe we'll have a little Chase Claypool segment. <laughs> Chase Claypool's butt light. Chase Claypool's butt light. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll uh, pop in now and then and uh, do a Chase Claypool spotlight and as we uh, follow uh, his yeah. career in Wild Chicago. Wild card segment. You don't even know when we're going to start yeah, talking we'll just, about we'll it. We'll just start singing the jingle and then you just pop start the jingle out of nowhere. Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Where's Waldo. Here he comes. <laughs> 
Another trade news, Detroit Lions trade away tight end Hawkinson and two draft picks to the Vikings for two draft picks um, and a third-round pick. So Hawkinson was the number eighth overall pick in 2019 out of Iowa. So, yeah, Hawkinson gone, no longer lying. Now he's a Viking. Um, he's had a pretty decent career, just not really like a big over-the-top blowout career. So it'll be interesting to see if um, he can even make something even more of himself um, with that group there because Vikings are doing pretty well this year. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Cousins would utilize him. And yeah, they probably will. They're pretty stacked. Yeah. So I'm impressed with the Vikings this season. I would say the Hawkinson owners should be pretty happy about that trade. So, Jimmy, that's all I got for uh, trade news. Um, is there any other trades that you know about that I may have missed? Do, 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 do. Chase Claypool. Oh, Chase Claypool spotlight. Chase Claypool spotlight. And we've seen Chase Claypool. He's now landed in Chicago's airport, the O'Hare airport, and now he's making his way to his new team. <laughs> High five and Justin Fields. He is so, so happy. Good for Chase Clay. So happy. He is now the number one receiver on that team and not fifth-round pick Darnell Mooney anymore. Nice. Nice. That's probably what he's thinking. He's like, I'm going to be he's like WR1. A, he's like a big fish in a small pond now. Good for him. That's great. So next next week for Chase Claypool Spotlight, Frozen we'll ponds. throw in a jingle in there, like an actual song with the jingle. Okay. That'd be awesome. Can't wait. In other headline news, Jimmy, the Colts, they had the guts. They fired their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady. Maybe they'll hire somebody who can get Jonathan Taylor's production up and going. Yeah, um, I just want to say one more thing about the Chase Claypool. Oh, great. Go ahead. George Pickens is now the WR2. That's, that's pretty, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that. Pickens got a lot of potential. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. But it has been reported that Frank Reich, the head coach for Napa's Colts, was really the one calling the plays. And uh, he also is the one that made the call to bench Matt Ryan in favor of Sam Ellinger. So Threw away the season. Yeah, it doesn't really give me high hopes. Way to hopes. go, Frank. Yeah, it doesn't dr- really give me high hopes and much positive change happening ahead for the Colts or Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah. But you should not have benched Matt Ryan. No. There were a lot of mishaps on that team that were not the cause of Matt Ryan. Jonathan Taylor injuries, you know, having trouble getting going, no running game. You can't get any play action off no running game. If J Train's running like he was last year. Matt Ryan's at his best off of play action. You can't just rely solely on the receivers that he hardly has chemistry with yet. He just joined the team. Um, you know. Maybe he's just another guy that's washed up, Jim. He's getting... Might as well, Matt Ryan, might as well lump Matt Ryan with the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I think the O-line is under-impressed. The rest of those guys. They've really under-impressed this year. Time for the old guys to go out to the pasture. Underimpressed O-line. out with the old and with the new. Yeah, that's if it if there was another Peace things out. contributing to the reason why they're, you know, he's having a kind of an average, his mediocre season, but to put in the, uh, the uh, QB 
that has not started a game yet in the NFL, and they still have supposedly a formidable defense, a running game. Um, I mean, there are highs and lows that are going to happen during the season, but to make a blanket statement that this quarterback is benched the rest of the year is throwing away potential for that team to really make a be a playoff team. I mean, they're in a weak division. They got the Titans, Jags, and Texans. Jags and Texans are a washout, and they're one game back of the Titans. Pathetic, pathetic move, Frank. <laughs> well, Jimmy, I didn't realize you were so passionate about uh, Frank Reich and his uh, unbelievable, poor, poor coaching there in Indianapolis. So, Jimmy, this brings us to the pulse on the AFC North. Ravens opened up Week Eight on Thursday Night Football as they defeated the Bucks twenty-seven to twenty-two in Tampa. This week, the Ravens will play Monday night at the Saints. The Steelers get embarrassed in Philly as the Eagles soared past Pittsburgh 35-13. to As expected. A.J. Brown via Jalen Hurts torches the Steelers secondary. A.J. Brown, like we talked about, went for six grabs for 156 yards and three touchdowns, while Jalen Hurts threw for 285 yards and four touchdowns. And as of this broadcast, I believe Matt Canada still has his job. And I can't understand why. A.J. Brown is top three receivers in the league in general. I'm just going to – I know you mentioned he got the top stat this week in fantasy, but he is definitely one of the top three receivers as far as a difference maker. I mean, look what he did for the Titans and not what he's doing for the Eagles. He's a beast. Yeah, the Eagles were smart for getting him um, in that trade. So, very smart play by the Eagles, and we did say that was a very smart play back when it did happen uh, this year in the 2022 draft. But the, the yards after the catch that he produces makes whoever the quarterback is look like a superstar. He made Tannehill look like one most games. Right. And now Hertz looks like one just, be, just because he can take a 10-yard a slant and take it 60 more. Right. And what what is that? 70 yards and a touchdown pass for Hertz. Right. And he can really pad the stats with that, with his ability. Yep. I agree. And the Steelers, they're on bye this week, so they have maximum time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to get right now. To reflect. Yeah, to make some significant changes to this (laughs) deplorable team. I mean, they need to put in someone to get some OC reps. Fire Matt Canada, putting someone OC reps. Look, they're two and six. Tomlin, stay out of the play calling. They're yes, stay out of the play calling. Um, they're two and six this year. This year's a loss. They're done. It's over. Stick a fork them. Nobody in the history of the league. I know there's one extra game. You know this year because you know last year they started week eighteen, the regular season. But it doesn't matter. Their season's over. They're not going anywhere. If you think they are, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay. So the season's over. Get rid of Matt Canada. He's clearly a cancer on the team. He's a terrible coach. Um, he has about, how many plays do he have? About five, five play calls he got? He's awful. So, yeah. Get rid of Matt Canada. Put in somebody in there that's actually qualified to coach at that position, and you can have the rest of the year to figure this thing out to have some experience and reps for next year. Right? Well, get a qualified guy, not just like, 
all right, well, we're going with the OC. Let's stick in the quarterbacks coach, receiver coach. No, get somebody who's actually qualified to be an OC. You happen to see the uh, the during the the telecast? Uh, so the game the other day on uh, the Eagles Steelers. You know how they pan to the uh, like the press box. When, yeah. when Steelers scored their touchdown, you see that? Like he made some amazing fourth and goal play call with the Claypool's pass to Derek Watt for the touchdown. He was all cheering and high-fiving guys in the booth. Yeah, he's an idiot. And then... I can't stand him. You don't need some trick gimmick play like that to score a touchdown. Unreal. What made it even funny, God. Even, even more amusing, was the fact that that was tied up at seven... That was the only touchdown of the game for the Steelers. <laughs> Awful. Two other field goals. So. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. High five in early on there turned into that's your only touchdown output for the game. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just terrible. Terrible. Like I said, Steelers are on by this week, so thank God it's statistically impossible for them to lose this week. And the undefeated Eagles face off on Thursday night football against the Texans in a short week as they play them in Houston. Jimmy, when will the Eagles lose, if ever? I'd have to take a, a long, hard look at their schedule, Andy, but I will guarantee you one thing. Oh, well, let me hear. Let me get out my handy-dandy notebook. They will not lose Thursday night to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me read you Ain't their no. schedule. Let me read you their schedule, and you can stop me where you think they'll lose. All right? Okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay, so you already said Eight, no. Houston, they're not losing there. Then they go home versus Washington. When? At Indianapolis. When? Then home versus Green Bay. When? Then home again versus Tennessee. When? At the Giants. When? At Chicago. When? Did you forget? They got Chase Claypool. When? <laughs> and then... By, at, by a lot. Then they go at Dallas. When? Then for the last two games, they go home for a pair of games to finish out the season. First, it's the Saints in Week 17. Win. And then home again against the Giants in Week 18. Oh, wow. Undefeated. Right. Going to the playoffs. Right. Is there a team there that you think can actually beat them? No. The only way they're going to lose is if they have a flat game. They just go out there, they just play flat, and they beat themselves. If their roster, the only if their roster gets decimated by injuries, that's it. Yeah, something like that, too. The roster gets decimated... A.J. Brown loses a hamstring or something or knee. But, yeah, I don't see any of those yeah. teams coming if, close. If they, if they have their current healthy roster, they're mowing through all those teams. And I've heard them saying on the road in Dallas, that's when they're going to lose. Why? What has on the road in Dallas ever been a tough game? I know. You know? They, they pretty much manhandled them in Philly. Yeah, they're going to manhandle them in Dallas. So, I mean... When I look at the Eagles, um, I'd have to – let me just make a general NFC statement right now. I feel like the two most balanced teams right now are the Eagles and the Vikings. And a highly improved team that isn't too far behind, 49ers with that McCaffrey pickup. All right, so you're talking strictly NFC. Yeah, strictly NFC. It's funny how last week you said the 49ers were an average NFC team with McCaffrey, and after his performance against the Rams, you put him in the top three. <laughs> well, I talked I talked about him being injury-prone as, as my concern, but 
He stays on the field. Of yeah, course, you said they have way more problems than just the running back position. They do. They do have way yeah. more, but they just need to play the Rams more. Because then they look awesome on defense. <laughs> Matthew Stafford helps out. Yeah. The the breakfast club, you have to quit the breakfast club because you're getting, let's say, tunnel vision short-sighted on your, your one target. You need to really spread the ball around there, Matt. You should know this by now. Super Bowl winner. I think when you look at the NFC compared to the AFC, the NFC looks pretty weak. Like the AFC looks a lot stronger. Not only does AFC have the Dolphins, but they right. have the Bills and the Chiefs. Like I don't see the Super Bowl winner coming out of the NFC this year. Maybe unless it's the Eagles. Maybe I could see I could see the Eagles going. Yeah, and I think a Eagles Bills Super Bowl would be oh, be, be pretty awesome. kick ass. Yeah, it would be. be pretty excellent. Excellent. So to move along with the AFC North, that's what we're talking about here. If you confused you, but yeah, it's, we're still in the Pulse AFC North. Um, the last games going on the AFC North, Monday Night Football, the Browns, believe it or not, the Browns belittle the Bengals, and those the Browns whoop Cincy 32-13. to And if your fantasy week was riding on Joe Burrow this week, I'm sorry, you failed. Burrow had only 10 fantasy points. Horrible. I'm talking to you, Jimmy. Or, yes. <laughs> Freaking horrible. Jimmy, do you hear that? Do you hear that siren? It's time for this week's injury report. Now, there isn't too many more injuries to add to the pile of bodies that we have accumulated so far this year, but uh, there is still a lot to talk about. Um, Cooper Cup, big name there, sustained an ankle injury in Week 8 versus the 49ers. Head coach Sean McVay did say he expects Cup to play this Sunday versus the Bucks. Uh, Rashad Bateman is ruled out for Week Whoopity 9. What did he do? Yeah. What? What did you say? Uh, whatever. About what? Really, Cooper Cup? Really annoyed with the Rams right now. <laughs> when you have Stafford, Stafford and Robinson. Yeah. They make me sick. What a... I don't know. I, re, I feel like I really bombed on those bombed. early early draft picks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was keen on those guys, too. You just took them ahead of me. So, it's a yeah, well, there won't pretty be, shocking. There won't be a Robinson mistake again. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> he will not be franchise tagged. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Bateman, like I said, is ruled out for week nine. He's expected to return week 11 from his foot injury. He suffered last Thursday against Tampa Bay. Also out for week nine is Jamar Chase with a hip injury. He's also expected to return back on the field week 11. So they'll have to do without him for a few weeks. And get this, the entire Chargers receiving core is still on the injury report after the bye week. Keenan Allen is questionable with a hamstring injury. Josh Palmer is also questionable in concussion protocol. He's a WR3. And a WR2, Mike Williams, is rolled out for Week 9 with ankle wow. injury. Mr. Williams is not expected to be back on the field until Week 12. Why didn't they go out and grab Claypool? Oh, my. I don't think they wanted him. <laughs> you know, they weren't willing to give up a second Chilis, round Chase Claypool. They said, would you take a third round? And the studio said, no. <laughs> It's the Rewind, Nail or Fail. No other show does this. Rewind back to our last week's show, play the callback, and find out whether it was a nail or a fail. Here's a rewind from last week's Hope or Despair segment. I'm going to have to go with uh, Despair. Ooh, Despair from Jimmy. For reasons that I've kind of already highlighted earlier. Yeah, I heard. You say he's uh, injury prone. Right. That's it. 
Well, I'm going to say hope until proven otherwise. You have to believe in McCaffrey. You just have to. The guy's a stud. I nailed it, Jimmy. McCaffrey, different city, same beast. If you trade him in your own league because of what Jimmy said, I guarantee you're cursing his name, banging your head against the wall, and definitely buying an I hate slash Team Jimmy t-shirt. Right, right. That was the entire scheme all along, Andy. What's that? To get to make it rid of McCaffrey? Right. <laughs> right. To, That's very dark prom- and cynical, Jimmy. To promote the shirt. Did you try to uh, oh, promote the shirt? Yeah. Uh, maybe you're going to try to like... No, promote the shirt. Like back backhand deal or try to uh, get no. McCaffrey on your own team or something. No, this is all genius business oh. endeavor. Very, very interesting. And here's another rewind from last week. So let's just go ahead and play this one back for uh, Team Jimmy. I'd just like to uh, take this time to uh, reiterate that uh, Joe Burrow is my starting QB, Mm. first-round pick, and he's going to end the year as probably QB1 in the rankings for points. Go ahead, Jimmy. I didn't know that was going to be a rewind this week. Oh yeah, it's a rewind. I mean, I sorry to like stick salt in that wound. I had but a, I just I had, had at to least, bring you down from that burrow cloud. That I you had were at on. least twenty other nails, oh, and man. we got to pick this as a rewind. Yes, it's a fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to. Uh, there's a caveat to that call. Can you define caveat? Caveat for our listening audience. Is, I don't think our target audience knows what a caveat is. (laughs) A caveat is kind of the exception to the rule. Something that, extenuating a circumstance that has occurred prior to, well, let's say post. Okay, so we could call it an anomaly. Post that call. An abnormal anomaly. At the time of that call. The way. No Jamar Chase injury. Okay. Since that call. Jamar Chase is out, <laughs> and Burrow will not end the season as QB1 if Jamar well, doesn't get back hold quick. Hold on, just pop your brakes <laughs> there. So I looked at this. Looking at the numbers on the year, Burrow is tied for third best overall quarterback with Lamar Jackson, 212 points. Right. Chase yeah, needs to come back there. quick. Uh, that puts him. That puts the two of those guys behind Josh Allen, 254 points, and Patrick Mahomes, 228 points. So Allen's leading the pack. So he's only, you know, 40 points behind third. Right. He just needs Chase back in a hurry, or he's going to keep falling back further. (laughs) All right, Jim, we're going to circle back this week. We're going to get back to talking about the skill position players. Last week, we talked about linebackers. (laughs) This week, we're going to key in a spotlight on this year's so far NFL's best running backs. I got the top five fantasy running I thought you were going to say the best D-lines. No, okay. not D-lines. Running backs, okay? You ready for this? Yeah. We're going to go in order from the fifth to first. In number five, Derrick Henry, 185 fantasy points. Number four, Saquon Barkley, 186 fantasy points. Number three, Austin Eckler, 202 points. Number two, Christian McCaffrey, 206 points. Really? That many? Yeah. Uh, hmm. He had like... Interesting. 52 last week. Um, and number one, 
the number one fantasy running back this year. You know who it is, Jimmy? You want to take a guess at it? Uh, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy call. I think we had the same conversation earlier this year about Did this. We? I think so. You know who it is? Same. I'm pretty much sure it's the same guy we talked about the last time we highlighted the running back group. Yeah. Um, you remember who it was? Number one? Yeah, I'm gonna go Drum out. Roll, please. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that the number one running back in the league is Josh Jacobs. No, ah, incorrect. Damn. It is Nick Chubb. Let me try again. Best Nick th- Chubb. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right, Jimmy. Nick Chubb. He's besting Kirsten McCaffrey by one point. He has oh. 207 points on the year. Okay. Nick Chubb, the best fantasy he, running he, back. Uh, He's, guy's pretty, a beast. He's, he's fairly consistent. I think in his career, he averages five yards a carry. Yeah, he's outstanding. He was on my 2019 championship team. So, yeah, Nick Chubb. Jimmy, it's time for my second favorite segment, Anytime Touchdown Scorers. Woohoo! Before we get to this week's calls, we can give you big-time money. If you put your money on uh, these parlays we're going to give you, let's talk about last week parlays, Jimmy. You ready for this? I Ready for this? Right here. here we go. Struck gold last here week. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we Listen did. Listen up. <laughs> Not really, Jimmy. Um, my call is from last gold. week. Yeah, pulls gold. Pirate. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, That's pretty good. Yes, <laughs> three-man parlay. I gave you Jalen Hurts, who didn't score. Kenneth nope. Walker, who scored two touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill, who didn't score. So I already busted out of the game on that one. Does that count? So like two matter. out of three, kind of? Nope, does not count two touchdowns. Nope, okay. nothing. So I scored zero points this week for a fourth straight week of mm. zeros. Um, my five-man parlay, I gave you, I added Diggs, who scored a touchdown. He did score. And Jonathan Taylor, who failed to score. Uh. And then for seven-man parlay, I gave you Derek Henry, who scored two touchdowns. Yep. And he also gave you Dallas Goddard, who didn't score. So I gave no. you one guy right in each parlay, three, five, and seven. So if you would have took those guys... <laughs> No, it's terrible. Take those three. Failed miserably. Three-man parlay with those guys with, on big money. Yeah. So three for seven I went for, but it doesn't matter. Got to, got to pair them all up in the group. Three-man, five, or seven. Yeah. Right? Right. That's how it works. The three-man parlay scores are one point. Five-man scores two points. And seven scores three points in the Team Andy versus Team Jimmy Challenge here on the Anytime Touchdown Scores. So Jimmy's call is from last week, Jimmy. You had your three-man parlay, Raheem Mostert, this track star that you're talking about. Nope. He didn't score. Dalvin Cook, you had him scoring a touchdown. He did. He scored one. Derrick Henry, you said he was going to score. He scored two touchdowns. So you got two for three out of your three-man parlay. Mm -hmm. But since Mostert didn't score, you busted out of the gate too. So that's a zero points for the week for you also for the parlays. The five-man, you added Gabe Davis, who didn't score. You also added Saquon Barkley, who did score a touchdown. And then for your seven-man parlay, you threw in T. Higgins, who scored a touchdown, and Josh Jacobs, who didn't score. So you went four for seven, but none of them were pieced together in the parlay, so you scored zero points. So through four weeks, we're still tied up at zero. Deadlock. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jimmy, I got my calls for this week. This week, I'm going to go first, and then uh, you can give me yours. Sound good? Yes. Okay. For my three-man parlay this week, this one is a surefire hit. I got Dante Foreman, Jalen Waddle, and Kenneth Walker. The five-man, I added in J-Train, Jonathan Taylor, and Travis Etienne. 
to make it a seven-man parlay, as I always say, the big money, I threw in Leonard Fournette and A.J. Brown. Excellent. Yes, Jimmy. Are you ready to give us your parlays? I am ready. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ha. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I'm going to go with, okay, three-man. Three-man, yeah. Three-man, three-man. Yep. Okay. Three-man, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown, and Aaron Jones. Wow, that was a surprise one there at the end. For three, for three-man. Five, we're going to expand out to Gabriel Davis and Tyler Lockett. For the seven, going to go with Derrick Henry and... Dalvin Cook. Very, very good. There's Jimmy's three, five, seven man parlays. We'll see if I'd like to see one of us actually hit. You know what I mean? It me, would be me, nice. Meaning me. So now it's on the wire this week's hottest waiver wire pickups. Jimmy, I got this week, I got two tight ends for you Tyler Conklin of the Jets and Isaiah Likely of the Ravens. Conklin was targeted 10 times last week, six grabs for 79 yards and two TDs. Uh, likely of the Ravens could see more playing time with Bateman being injured. Likely was targeted seven times in week eight. He had six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Boom. Boom. Jimmy, do you have any wild waiver wire claims for this week? Well, I'd like to uh, just clue you in on one I'm, I'm going to do. The wire. Go ahead. Are you number one in the waiver order this week? I don't think so, but hopefully no one else is listening that's above us in the league. <laughs> But I have to point out uh, the tight end for the Ravens, likely. Yes. He is Mark Andrews' backup. Mark Andrew, I, Mark Andrews I have, but he left the game early with a minor shoulder injury. They, they claim it's minor, so he should play this week. Okay. But still, he likely came into the game after Andrews left with – he left in the second quarter early. He had three catches for 33 yards, so Andrews had six points. Likely comes in, finishes the game with six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Correct. So I would like – I'm probably looking to handcuff, you know, Andrews with Likely as a backup on my bench. You're likely to likely pick likely, up Likely? Likely to pick up Likely as, oh, a, as okay. a bench backup just in case Andrews, you know, has a couple – He's got some tweaks going on right now with knee and shoulder, so I'm a little leery of that. So you pretty much just agreed with my waiver wire pickup there. Yeah, yeah, good call. Good call. So on. Good call. Jimmy, it's time for my favorite segment, Hope or Despair. And I will go go ahead and explain this segment again because Jimmy forgot it last week. In Hope or Despair, we give a hope for guys that we say keep on your roster, keep starting the guy. He's a stud. Be patient. He will do good things for you. Just, or despair. Yeah. Because let's get it right. When you're on the segment, you're not doing good. You don't right. want to be on the hope or despair segment. Well, I mean, you're on the chopping block. Make sure you don't pick guys that are like at a crossroads, like what happened last week. You know, where I'm, 
they could go either direction, then I had to ask That's questions. That's the whole point. That's the whole point <laughs> in going either direction. You know, they're low. They could go up. They could go stay there or whatever. Anyways. Yeah, so if it's despair, you trade the guy, you cut him, get rid of him. Lose your faith in that <clears throat> individual. So, Jimmy, saddens me to say it, but this week on the chopping block, the candidate for hope or despair is none other than... My franchise tag, Jonathan Taylor. Ah, uh, only four. I was gonna say Chase Claypool. Week eight. Chase yeah. Claypool. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool was always down on despair. Okay. Keep him on your bench until <laughs> he does something. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jonathan Taylor only had four fantasy points in Week Eight. The Colts have gone through mm. QB changes. Now the offensive coordinator gets fired. Jimmy, hope or despair for the J Train. Um. I'm going to get with despair. <clears throat> the downgraded quarterback and the offensive line is doing such an exceptionally bad job run blocking and pass blocking. Okay. I'm going to sit with you and say, Hope, this guy is a stud. you got to be patient with him. Keep starting him. He's just due to blow up. The law of averages said so. Hmm. And, Jimmy, I got one more candidate for hope or despair segment. Jimmy, this one. I'm in. You ready? Devontae Adams reunited with his college mm-hmm. buddy Derek Carr. Everyone thought these two would be dynamite. In week eight, Adams had only one catch on five targets for three yards. Ouch. Jimmy, hope or despair? The whole team was just the atrocious. They, the they got shut out. You just said despair for the whole Raiders <clears throat> team? 24 to zero, despair. Ooh, despair for Adams? Despair for Adams, despair. too. Forget I'm it. also going to say despair. My feeling is if those two were going to gel, they would have done so by now. So he's a bust this year, period. Period. Now it's time to go to to the fans, where our fans can ask us anything. Our number one fan, Timmy, who Mariah might actually fight him for that title. We might still do that on the show here. We'll see if we can get both of them to come yeah, on the show we need, together. <clears throat> we need a fan duel. Yeah, not the actual FanDuel betting app, but a fan. No. 1v1. FanDuel. Yeah, fight. Joust. Yeah, something like that. A trivial joust of the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast show. So, Tim asks, ultimate question with Tomlin's, and that's his quote, ultimate Mm. question. I'm quoting here verbatim, word for word. Ultimate question with Tomlin's winning Mm. season streak likely ending, who is more responsible for the streak, Tomlin or Ben? I'm leaning Ben. I think Ben bailed him out many times with calling his own plays at the line and having to improvise. Okay, that's end quote for Timmy. So gotcha. He asked. I can qu- answer this. He asked a question and then answered it, what he would say to that question. Right, he answered his own question. Yes, he did. So, so thank you for your insight. Thank you for the insight to your own question. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll run down, <laughs> we'll run down the fans' comments here. Uh, Derek, another fan of ours, mm. says "cower." That's his mm. comment on the question. Cower. Okay. Then Timmy Nothing responds. To do with it. <laughs> Timmy responds with <laughs> LeBeau, which which continually has nothing to do with Jesus, his kind nothing of. Nothing to do with Tomlin's tenure. I mean, cower is different coach. 
I think what he's insinuating is Tomlin's success was basically because he inherited Cowher's team. He did. He had, they, he had leaders Derek, at that time that Derek said, are now yeah. waning away. But and then Timmy's saying basically <clears throat> LeBeau because he inherited LeBeau. But strict, strictly, the question was Tomlin versus Big Ben. Right. Okay. And Tim says, I'm leaning Ben. Yeah. With, so, so let me run I'm, this. I'm not leaning Ben. It's a freaking avalanche. <laughs> Landslide Ben Roethlisberger on that one. Right. So let me, I will let you elaborate on that, Jimmy. I just want to go down through the comments okay. here on our go. Facebook page. I responded with Tomlin was never known for his offense prowess. That's a fact. The problem is he failed to hire an OC who's qualified. Canada is not. Number one fan Tim replies, Randy wasn't either, meaning Randy Finkner, the offensive coordinator prior to um, Matt Canna. And basically, that's kind of what you're saying is Big Ben could call audibles and make stuff happen out of nothing. So he didn't have to have or rely on a qualified offensive coordinator to initially call the plays at the start of the line. He could make his own plays happen. So it's 100% Ben was why the Steelers were kept on winning. 155%. And now that you're in a developmental phase, you know you have um, you know players like Pickett and these guys that are still trying to figure out the system that he's a rookie. You need to have an offensive quarter who kind of got him right direction. Canada is guiding him completely off the right path. Completely off. Tomlin, um, I mean, now that, you know, Ben isn't there to save his ass, um, I think there's a lot of, like, let's say, egotistical arrogance there. He doesn't really think he needs an offensive coordinator since he's so heavily influencing the play calling Yeah, he never on re- that team. So yeah, why even bother re- having somebody? I just want somebody right. who I can boss around they don't really necessarily need to be qualified right he, he never thought that was something they ever actually needed but now it's like you need it now he's exposed he's exposed big time on not being able to call plays or hire somebody that has the ability to call plays right completely exposed without like like we said earlier yeah on a freaking landslide Ben Roethlisberger rescuing a team's ass right fourth 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 quarter comebacks yep time and time again being able to extend the play you know as massive as he was was he six five big ben yeah six five big frame he was able to you know break some tackles sweep out right make a make a play out of nothing you know what i mean and the receivers knew he was going to do those things so they would know to come back they knew ben would break free and they would come back, and they would, they would make the plays happen. You know, these receivers now—they run the route. Maybe they run the route. They ain't coming back for nothing. You know. And besides, did you see Pickett get sacked in that game against the Eagles? His first sack. Did you I see did. that? I did. He folded like a deck of cards. Mm. I mean, just completely, just bam. He like got a two-year-old an, toddler in a way. He got he annihilated. Just completely. I thought they, I thought he was going <clears> to <throat> have a concussion. That they're going to yeah. take him out of the game. Yeah, I got a migraine watching that. Yeah, it was a big hit. So, (laughs) yep. So, yeah, to answer your question, Tim, to make it much more simple, it's definitely Ben was responsible for that streak, not Tomlin. So that's it, Jimmy, for our show this week. We're on about 43 minutes. Excellent show this week, Jim. Um, We had a good time with this this episode this week. 
Um, every Tuesday, we post our On The Wire segment from our podcast show on TikTok, where we'll give you players you want to scout out and pick up on your league's waiver wire. Our TikTok handle is at the Yak Bros, and you may ask why you do that when you have it on the podcast show. Well, because just in case the podcast show doesn't get out there soon enough, you're able to get on TikTok and just see who you should pick up real quick. Um, we're also on Twitter, where you can follow us live during the games. Twitter handle is Yak Bros, Y-C-K-B-R-O-S. I also like to post ridiculous and funny info memes that I found online and some that I made myself. Also, be sure to hop on our Facebook page, Yak Bros Fantasy Football Podcast Show, where you can post us a question and be featured on our next week's show. Also, hit that like button. We'll invite you to our Yak Bros private fan group, which that's where actually that question came from, Jimmy, about the Tomlin or Ben thing. Not exactly sure how that helps you out fantasy-wise, but it's always good just to talk football anyways. Mm-hmm. And our podcast can be found on almost every podcast app now. We're on Apple Tunes, Spotify, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. I'm tired of listening to myself talk. <laughs> so uh, good luck to all you GMs out there, kind of in the, <clears throat> going into the heart of the season here. Jimmy, it sounds like you need a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, like it, like Andy said, we're going into the heart of the season. Um, There's only five games left. Jim. Yeah, right. Nine, so this is this is where the uh, six. <coughs> <You're> right. <coughs> ah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's so gonna be is, okay, Jimmy. So this is where the, uh, the Jamar pl- Chase will eventually get back on the field for you. For this is where back. this is where the playoff run really uh, kind of takes shape. Yeah. Um, I kind of also wanted to mention here, um, what's our international footprint look like, Andy? Um, well, let me let me check the stats from, from for especially from Canada. Let me check. So Jimmy got the stats up here. It looks like Canada has now fallen off the map on us. <laughs> we have zero zero presence in Canada. The country and the coordinator right. is fallen out of sight maybe that's why maybe they maybe they connect with matt canada because it's um yeah they definitely fallen from grace this before his name was matt usa i might like the guy better <laughs> sorry so we so lost no, you canadian fans aren't listening anyways. country a <laughs> but we did get back to the german presence we are now 12 percent listening to in germany yes rest is all united states Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Of course, Philadelphia is tuning in. They're all happy, you know, dominating everybody. So, baseball, football, hockey. It's a good time to be a Philly fan. Yep. You know? But I hate the Flyers. And I'll leave you with that. Mm-hmm. Later. Good luck, all. See you next week.